Bam. We are live. Or is it Bam, we're live? It's your show. Thank you. <laughs> In case you forgot that. No, no, no. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Which donkey is it going to be, Sevon or Dave? Which donkey? You watch it, Alan. Fucking Alan. Donkey. Uh, uh, Spencer, did I send Spencer a link? Spencer, how are you, buddy? Oh, look, there he is. Yeah. Here. Oh, there he is. Bam. All right. That's the fastest I've ever gotten on. <laughs> hey, uh, we did it. That's it. It's done. You can go now. We got all we, the goal was is to make sure we got all the Panchik brothers and uh goal is achieved. Check that off. My oh, perfect. <laughs> hey, uh, um, have you ever been in the room with the other, the, the other brothers, like, like the Smith brothers or the Anderson brothers? Um, we did all three uh, with the Smiths. Um, I think I don't know if the Andersons did it that year or not. I don't think. Um, I know the Smiths. All three, Spencer. Like you three were there, and 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 um, and all three of them were there. Yeah. Did you guys compete against each other? Yeah, it was a team of three. Oh shit! Who won? Um, <laughs> I have the stats. I have the results. I think it was the Smiths. I think we took fourth that year. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You guys got Where third. Did we? It says that on my I can't even remember. That was so long ago. <laughs> hey, this was in January of 2017. I have a document that is all of the results from Wadapalooza from every year. And it says you guys got third, the Smiths got second, and Travis Williams, Roy Gamboa, and Jordan Cook won yeah. it that year. I know no they got us by one place. <laughs> no shit. Who's the, uh, who's the weak link in the Smiths brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say there's a weak link. I, I They're all... They remind me of us so much where it's like each one has like their own like specialty. I feel like <laughs> that's why you don't have your own podcast, Spencer, because you're not willing to say dumb shit like that. If you don't say dumb shit, like who's the weak link when it's like three super fit dudes, then uh, then the obvious answer was Ben. <laughs> I, remember, I was actually at Wadapalooza that year. It was my it was my first time going there. I was a fan. I had no like exposure in this space or anything. I just went to watch. And I remember the, I, I can't remember, it was on Bayside stage at, maybe it was even after a swimming workout, I'm, I can't remember, but you guys had a snatch, and all three of you guys hit the same bar, and it was very impressive. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was 285. <laughs> I think that was the final workout that year. I couldn't remember if it was 275, 285, whatever it was. I just know that it was towards the end, you guys, like, it didn't seem like you were all going to hit it, and then just be- back to back to back. Nailed yeah, these that, beautiful that. snatches <laughs> facing the ocean. I was like, damn, that was impressive. That workout was so much fun. I remember because I think Saxon missed one and he's like, oh, let me go again. Let me go again. And Scott and, I, Scott and I are like, let's put on 300. And then Saxon's like, I'm going out and hitting it. And then he ended up going out and he hit the, he hit the final weight, but it was so cool. I love the way you talk about that. <laughs> like, like we're there. It's so awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, how old are you, Spencer? 25. Um, I want to admit something before we start. When you're not around, like when I'm talking behind your back, I call you Spencer Pancheck. But when you're to your face, I call you Spencer Pancheck. So whatever. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> um, you're 25, and in 2015, that would mean you were 19 years old. Yeah. Uh, Susa, can you uh, maybe can you go type into Google maybe like average 19 year old? And then I want to show you guys something that's just fucking mind boggling. Um, that is Spencer. Um, for those of you who are watching the show, holding a 100 pound dumbbell. 
You know the ones that only the fucking juiced up guy at the at the golds touches. <laughs> I bet you that not even one percent of the nineteen year olds in the United States can do a pistol. <laughs> I totally even forgot about that video. That's this so is cool. nuts. Is this a loop or did you do like a ton of reps? Like no, he this? did three thousand of them actually. I counted, and then the video ends. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember how many it was. We were just screwing around that day, I think. <laughs> um, Brian, has this ever been in the games, a 100-pound uh, pistol? No, they did have weighted pistols, um, one of the finale workouts. But I don't – I think it was with a kettlebell. And I yeah, it was like the was, Cinco. Yeah, I don't think it was quite 100 pounds. What is, what, is the, what is the heaviest pistol, heaviest weighted pistol you guys have seen? I think it was 53 that year. Um, that was, the, that was the final with the games. It was, uh, it was like heavy deadlifts and pistols, but I'd, I've never seen, I, I've never seen weighted pistols outside of that. Really? Is it dangerous? Is it not, is it not, is it not a good event? What do you mean? Like, I'm just wondering why it's never been in there. How about pistols with a vest on? Have we seen that? We have, right? I feel like I saw that in Del Mar. Maybe in like an offsite event. I, I know not at the games or any like semifinals. Nothing Dave would program. <laughs> actually ha- having soon, a ha- having a weight in front of your body can be helpful for some people in, in pistols just not 100 pounds but maybe like a 10 pound plate yeah. or something to offset the you know sometimes people just roll backwards yeah we had like some when I, whenever i would coach we had like some like long like taller guys and like they were like like their um like their torso would be so high that they would like want to fall backwards so they'd get like a 10 pound plate and they actually thought it was easier with it that was exactly what I was going to say. There is a there is a weight that if you hold in front of you, maybe it's a five pound kettlebell um, for a weakling like me. That's actually like I can't do a pistol, and then I hold that five pound weight, and I'm in the game. Like it helps yeah. the cantilever, the, the, the geometry of it. Yeah, yeah. But a hundred pounds isn't like that. And and the way you're holding, it's just completely fucking nuts too. Like that's like like that's not doing anyone any favors. It's really nuts. It's nuts that that there's three brothers who are competing at this level. Well, two, you're almost there. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. What, um, when you see Saxon go at the games, are you like, yeah, I'm so fucking proud of him. Uh, Dude, I could beat him in three of these workouts. Easy. (laughs) I mean, I always say that, but it's, I'm like watching him compete. I feel like I'm competing. Like I actually think it's more intense watching him, him and Scott compete. It's like, like that snatch event at the games this year, like, oh my goodness, like that was, <laughs> like, I wish I had a whoop on to like track my heart rate for that. <laughs> um, well, let's get Matt out of the way here. Uh, Matt, thank you, Matt, for the five dollars. I'll use that wisely um, for for almost a gallon of gas in, in California. Question for Spencer: Where can I find the Stars and Stripes knee sleeves you and your brother sometimes wear? I think they actually discontinued them. I get that message so much, and like I can't find them anywhere. Uh, those knee sleeves are so old. <laughs> I think I got them in like 2014 or 2015. <laughs> Sounds like they need to bring them back. Seems like they're popular. <laughs> you should talk to a sponsor or something and be like, "Hey, man, I get questions about this all the time. Let's run it back, Spencer Panchik edition." Yeah, they're like they're like my my lucky knee sleeves. <laughs> Sax and I, I mean, we got them at the games. It was, uh, I really think it was like 2014 or 2015 and we've been wearing them since. Um, it, it's, ama- it's, it's amazing. Uh, I didn't even know there was an Isaiah 4113. 
What? Like, I, I know more about, I read more um, interviewing you guys, the, the elite athletes of different various backgrounds. That's, that's how I get my Bible reading in every day. It's because everyone has a Isaiah 40, uh, Isaiah, 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 thank you. Isaiah 41, 13, Brian, you just earned your keep for, I am Lord, your God who takes hold of your right hand. I don't know why it has to be your right hand, uh, a racist and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Why, why, um, did that, did that come after the cliff fall? Um, Yes, yes and no. Um, because if it didn't, you need your money back. Yo, dude, <laughs> 75 feet. I had my right hand up like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that experience was really crazy. And um, it, it brought us, it brought us in a, a complete different path on where we were going in our life. And um, it was a blessing in disguise, really, is what it was. And um, like, if I had to sum that up, it was, we wouldn't be where we are today. And um, who, who knows what would have happened if, if that never happened. Yeah. How, how, how about that quote? Do, do you remember why that resonates with you? Did you hear it in a song? Did you read it? Did your mom tell it to you? Do you know my dad, I, my dad's actually, he actually has this book that he puts on the table every morning. And, um, there's always like little quotes that like stick out of it, but, um, he gets it from, from church and he'll bring it in. And, um, there's just always little ones that like stick out and, um, I don't even remember posting that one, but, um, it's, it's just, just that day. There's, there's always different things that like really like resonate with me. You, you have a lot of quotes in there and I don't actually don't see a lot of athletes who do this. And, and I'm kind of a quote guy too. I like, I'm I, the, the whole self-help genre. I fucking love. Um, I love Eckhart Tolle. I love any like Jesus teachings. I sort of stayed away from Tony Robbins just uh, for, at a pure prejudice and ego on my part. I'm like, nice, nah, too popular for me. You got Abraham Hicks in there. Do you, but are, do you go to church a lot? Um, I, I used to, um, I've, I, I've become like very, very spiritual and, um, I don't know. I, I, I started working with my dad a little bit. He goes to church every day and, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just different. Uh, and I asked that because yes, some of the quotes you have, it seems like, so my sister's pretty hardcore. Like she's like hard. Is that a spiritual t-shirt you're wearing? Sava? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Do you want, this is like one of my favorite t-shirts in the world and I never wear it because I'm afraid that the, the, well, every time I wash it, this thing is just going to come off this, this logo. And usually you can't see it when I wear it, but I got this new 4k camera so you could see just naked. <laughs> Um, it's funny going to parent teacher conferences when my kids were in the indoctrination camp and, and I would wear this shirt. It was kind of weird. Um, are we, were you homeschooled? Um, right after our accident, we were, um, for a year and then we were able to get back in the school. Oh, not because your parents are like wackadoodles, like, like, mm -hmm. like me and my wife. <laughs> for a reason. Okay. Um, maybe you, but come on, your wife is not. <laughs> That's true. I think my wife set me on the path to be a wackadoodle and then took two steps back and got off of it. Um, because I asked that because my, my wife would not, um, my, my wife, or my wife, my, my sister is very religious and like, she keeps all her quotes like in, in the Jesus book, like, like from like the Bible and yours is like, yours are like all over the place. Um, yeah. and, th and this is a great quote from Tony Robbins you give. Um, and, and it's weird that I believe stuff like this. Um, Goals are like magnets. They'll attract the things that make them come true. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a trip. Yeah. There's like, um, 
it's just, it's just, um, it's really like being in alignment. And, uh, um, I truly believe like, like you go down the, the path of, of least resistance and, um, really like w- when you, when you give up, when you give up, like trying to like fight for things, um, that's when like stuff really starts kind of like falling in your lap. And yeah, I mean, you see it even with games athletes. It's like somebody who ha- maybe hasn't qualified for the CrossFit games and it's like, all right, I'm done. And then they're just having fun in the gym. And then all of a sudden they go and they qualify for the games and they're like, I'm just having fun with my fitness. And, um, they just gave up, they just gave up all resistance of, of trying to let that happen. And it happened. <laughs> it's kind of, I, I, we, I didn't get, I don't know if that's exactly what happened with Ariel Lowen, but let's just say it did. That's the, uh, we had her on a couple of days ago. The connection was so bad, so we couldn't dig it that out. But I think that's what happened with her. Exactly. Yeah. I remember it was, it was a while ago, but I remember, um, it was Daniel Tyminski when he retired and he's just like, oh, I'm just doing it for fun. And he went and qualified. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, there's so many cases of, of, of like stuff like that happening just in CrossFit, but, um, I'm sure in business and there's, there's probably so many examples of, of things like that happening. You can't, you can't relax. So oh, I better not say that someone will take it seriously. I was going to make a steroid joke, but someone will take it seriously. Um, where were you born? Pittsburgh. Did you, did you come, um, first or, or your brother? Saxon had me by a minute. Oh, okay. Just a minute. <laughs> just a minute. And from a young age, has he, does he remind you that he's older than you? I never got front seat. Oh no <laughs> shit. It was like that. <laughs> I never got front seat, but I always got to open my Christmas presents first. <laughs> was that the trade off? Seriously? <laughs> Well, it was always youngest got to open the gifts first. Oh, oldest that's up front. awesome. Wow. Oldest up front. I like it how your parents scarred both of you. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's start with you. That was actually my older brother's probably. It was like, you were in the back. <laughs> my, my, my sister always got the front seat, and she always got to choose the radio station and all that shit. I hated that shit. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. That left that. <laughs> and there's more than just the three of you. There's two more? Um, there's actually six of us total. Wow. And, and so, um, can you tell me their names and in the order they come? Yeah. So I'm the youngest, um, Saxon. Um, I have a sister, Shayna. Um, I have another, Is she brother. the one who did a team at West coast classic this year. Yeah. She did a team at West coast. Um, another brother, Steve Scott. And then I have an older brother, Sean. How often do you tell the story of you falling off the cliff? You tell that once a year, um, usually on like podcasts and stuff. Um, right. I try and avoid telling it because it's I don't know. It's just that it's a it's a very long story, and uh, I don't know. It's I mean it's a good reminder sometimes, but I'm also in a different chapter in my life right now. Yeah. Um. D- tell me. Explain to me. By the way, anyone who wants to hear that story in detail can go back to the um, podcast uh, with Saxon. He's far more open than Spencer. Um. D- what is um what is the reason I, I feel you on that about being in a different chapter but there's something underneath that i feel like what what do you mean by that like was that that gnarly yeah i mean it just uh, uh yes it de- it defines me of like where i am in life um but at the same time it i don't know it just it, it opened up a bunch of different doors for me and um, it got me to where I am and now I'm just kind of in the moment. Yeah, it could have, um, it, you could have ended up having to go to uh, barbelljobs.com for a job, but you don't instead you're, you're, 
you're persevering and trying to go to the games. You have your own gym? Uh, yeah. So I actually did. And then um, we actually just closed. How come? Um, our landlords. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> we actually, so our landlords, they gave us uh, a late notice on um, getting into a new space. They wouldn't renew our lease. And uh, we were like working hard to try and find a space. And um, all the warehouses around like where we are, like there's a waiting list on everything. Um, so the closest place we could get was like probably like 15, 20 minutes away. And um, for us, it'd be really hard to maintain our membership. Like it would just, it would just split everything. So um, right. right right now we're just, we just got a space for us to kind of train and um, see where the year leads us. And maybe we come back and pick up where we left off and we can find a space. That's stressful. Oh, very stressful. <laughs> What are the um? And do you and you have a girlfriend? Yes. So you have a. I'm, I'm thinking of all the things that are emotionally taxing your life: girlfriend, <laughs> business. Anything else? Do you have kids? No kids. No kids. Uh, nieces, those, nieces, and nephews. <laughs> are those the um? Are those the big things? So your business is done. You're done. What was the name of your gym? CrossFit Cliffside. And so you're done. Yeah. What, what will you do? Are you tripping? No, no. I mean, like I said, I truly believe uh, everything happens for a reason. And uh, we worked as hard as we could to find a new space. And um, we just couldn't make it happen. And this is just where life's taking us right now. And um, it, gives a, it gives us a full year to just focus on competing. And um, that's what we're going to do. Who, who's, who's us? Saxon and I. We, actually, get- we own it together. Oh, for some reason, I thought he had a separate gym. No, Scott has a separate Scott gym. Scott has a separate gym. So his is about 45 minutes from us. And that's CrossFit mentality. Yeah. And why um, why did you guys open your own gym and move, and move distance yourself from him? Bad breath? Um, it, it just gave us a chance to kind of do our thing and um, grow something. It, we always wanted to keep changing people's lives. And um, that was through fitness. And it allowed us to do that on a bigger scale. Gotcha. No, no, like we'll show Scott or we're big boys too, or we won't be in Scott's <laughs> shadow or not, nothing like that. No, like no. ax to grind or something to prove we're our own people, but we're going <laughs> to stay together as twins. No, not at all. I mean, we still train together and, um, uh, it's, it's cool when we get a chance to, uh, to just throw down and have fun. But Waterpalooza will be, Waterpalooza will be really cool to do it together. We haven't, we haven't competed together individually since the last regional. Which was very exciting. If you have not, were not around back then, you should go back and watch the East Regional from 2018. It was a crazy finish. Oh, it was uh, nuts. <laughs> I'm having deja vu. <laughs> how, uh, how long ago did you know that Scott was going to compete at Wadapalooza? Um, pretty much the day they posted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it was. It's this is the thing about Wadapalooza, if people don't know, is they, they, they are really open to working with athletes on their own terms and schedules. So you can sign up pretty late for that if you receive an invitation. But like I have access to a lot of the back end stuff to prepare for that competition. And I saw it on their Instagram before I knew about it, even on, on any of the back end stuff. <laughs> so I was just curious if you guys had known. Well, I, I, I kind of, I'm like, bro, you're training really hard. <laughs> he's like, I just I like fitness, man. And then he called me. He's like, Hey, uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going individual. <laughs> Damn. Wait, 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 wait. You guys lost me. Are you talking about this year? Yeah, this year. When was that announced? 
two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's not on your list. I didn't update your list. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going over to their account now. Hey, so so Scott's not retired. I guess not. <laughs> wow. Who called oh, that, wow. Sava? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> um this 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 girl is your um girlfriend? Yeah. Have you seen her ID? <laughs> <laughs> She's older than me. Oh, all right, all right, just checking. All right, just checking. And how did you meet her? Um, so it's actually funny. She's actually from, or her family grew up with my family um, back in Pittsburgh. But when we first opened up the gym, she was one of the first people that came in. Um, she was actually, she was living in Colorado at the time and then um, ended up moving back. And then we just kind of connected and it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, hold on a sec, buddy. <laughs> uh you open a business and a girl comes and stalks you there is not a weird story that is uh totally normal and that's the kind of that happens every single day where someone (laughs) works somewhere and someone sees them and stalks them (laughs) are you trying to tell me that like she she didn't know you own that gym now well her family actually knew my family um but um her mom and my mom they actually went to high school together um in pittsburgh so they kind of like I think they kind of set it up in a way, to be honest. <laughs> um, so she would come in there and it would just be like, you know, when you open a gym, there'll be classes with just one person. It would just be you and her. You'd be just coaching her. In a no, she, class, so but- she, no, she actually dropped in um, when she was back from like Colorado and then went back out there and then came back like a year or two years later. And, and how long have you guys been together? About a year. Does she, does she, is there a learning curve with um, being close to you? In terms of your um, your commitment to to competition, yeah, she gets it, and it's like it's um, I don't. It's just it's it's a weird balance of of just training. <laughs> like it's it, it's hard. A lot of people don't really get like what goes into it. It's like I mean, some people will be like, "Ah, oh, you just sit in the gym all day," but it's like you hit a workout, and then it's like like you fuel your body, you recover, and then you go again, and it's like every day (laughs) and and how about this stuff i'll give you this example so like if i'm coming in here to do a podcast with you like minutes before the podcast start i'll start like playing it in my head you know what i mean okay he'll come on and i'll start like should i ask him um how close he is with his brother should i start with where he was born and then and then and then the dialogue will start and you'll like be i'll i'll play your role too like i'll start talking for you right and if my wife says to me something like um Oh, hey, do you mind taking out the trash? It'll fuck with me a little bit, but it's cool. Like I can do it. But if, but if, but if she says something emotional to me, like if she gets mad at me for something, like, hey, that wasn't cool what you fucking did last night. I want to talk to you about it. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm a fucking train. Like I might just snap and fucking explode. Like, on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like it's, yeah, it's almost like she, like I can't have um, someone who's so close to me because um, uh, she lives in there. Right. Yeah. I, like in my in my in my head, like I don't let anyone else over there, but she well, a little bit, Brian, um, she lives in there. And uh, is, does she, is she aware of that? Like, I don't even know after 20 years if my wife is aware of that. Like, holy shit. Like, like she could snap her fingers. And my all my shit could unravel. <laughs> no, I think it's just like it's just communication and um, just being very transparent with each other. 
And in this regard, just giving you space, being emotionally supportive around like, like even if she has something that like she wants to talk to you about, like, hey, it's two minutes before you're about to go in the gym and put a three hour session. Now is not the time. Yeah, she would never do that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's crazy that she already knows that. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you my wife's phone number and you, no, no. no. <laughs> I think you should give her, your wife's phone number to his girlfriend. <laughs> That's who he needs to talk to. If he starts acting like Sevon, run. <laughs> You're, um, when, when you have a, uh, do you, do you, do you know what it's like to have a twin or do you not know since it's all, you know? Um, I think I don't know what it's like to not be a twin. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I mean, it's crazy. I was telling Sax, it's like, I don't think we've ever spent more than a week apart. It's crazy. Like our whole lives, it's, it's insane to even think about. Um, so you're in the womb together, obviously. Were you guys in your own sack or did you guys share a sack? Mm, Are you identical? Know. Yeah, we're identical. Okay. So you guys were squished in there. And, um, and then did you sleep in the same bed together growing up? We had bunk beds actually. And, and how old were you when you got those? Ah, uh, I don't even know. Maybe like six, seven years old. And and then before then, where did you sleep? Did you sleep in your parents' bed, or do you, do you remember? Now, like we were. I mean, there were so many of us. We were just crammed in oh, the room. I think I think the right. bunk beds just kind of fit a little better. But right. Zach's always got the top bunk. <laughs> um, and then and then, w- what would cause you to be apart? Like, what would cause you to be a we- apart for a week? Um, just competing and stuff. It's, I mean, it hasn't been like till like recently when we spent like more time apart. Um, but yeah, it was just, I think, I think when I went to Dubai and competed and I think that was, I think that was really the only time that like we ever spent like, I think that was the longest we ever spent apart. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, my boys, uh, Avi seven and my twins are five and I can't outside of one of them spending the night at my mom's house. I don't think they've not only are they together always, they sleep in the same, they have one king size bed and they all just sleep in there every night. That's awesome. Even though they each have their own fucking bed, <laughs> they don't, they don't go to their own bed. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's such a trip. Um, when you, when you do go, when you are apart, do you guys talk every single day? Yeah. And and who calls who first? Um, I don't know. It's usually a FaceTime to be honest. It's about something so random. Like I'll get a FaceTime from him and it's just like his kid's face just like smashed up on the camera. <laughs> um, have you seen him change since he's had kids? Um, a little bit. I mean, not a, not a whole lot. His, his wife does such a good job with just taking care of the kids and, um, letting him do his thing and focus on, on training. And, um, he's just found such a good job with like balance of, um, family time and training time. He's not like, uh, Hey, you gotta have one, dude. You can't believe how great it is. Hurry up. <laughs> None of that shit. Or, no. dude, do not have a kid. <laughs> no, neither one of them. You no, know, this is Scott. That's Scott. <laughs> yeah, that was Scott. But, 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 um, uh, I was actually referencing Saxon. Saxon has a kid, right? Too. Yes. Two, yes. Twins. Holy shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, sorry. Susa doesn't know the difference between Saxon and Spencer. And uh, Scott. <laughs> and your mom named you all three S's. Clever. All, all six of us have an S. Do they put... If you, what, Shana, Steve, Scott, John. <clears throat> oh, yes. If you guys, when you guys were on sports teams, and if you ever had a jersey that said, like, the names on the back, would it just say Panchik? Would it say <laughs> S Panchik? Would they do SP Panchik? <laughs> it was Panchik. Just Panchik. <laughs> we, could, we could swap them out whenever we wanted. 
Um, what does uh, what does what what is the what's the significance of Wadapalooza going to this? What's for for you? Um, it's just it's a chance to just go and have fun and like I'm excited that Scott's going down there too, and it's just it gives us a chance to go do something um, together but separately, and it's just it's just it's just it's gonna be fun. Like, how many people can say that they had a chance to compete with with their brothers and. Um, I grew up watching Scott play college football and like, that was something I always wanted to do. And, uh, I have pictures of him, like taking, uh, he would take a picture with us after the games and I was so small and, um, he's literally like a college guy. And, um, just to, to, to be able to have the opportunity to, to do something together, like i never would have thought of it. So you're stoked that he's your big brother. Yeah. Like just awesome. Big brother. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. How, are your parents pretty happy? Yeah, they're actually going down to watch us. Yeah, your parents must be high as a kite. Your parents probably haven't come down from how high they are since since you got in that accident. You fucked that part up. But other than that, they've been high as a kite. What, what an amazing thing to have all those kids to cherish and love. Well, you guys planned like the travel and the lodging at Wadapuza as a family all together, or do you guys all kind of do your own thing? Um, now well, Sax and I, we always travel together. And, um, so we're staying, we got an Airbnb together and then, um, Scott got his own. He wasn't, he wasn't supposed to compete. So he got something that was like different and now he's competing. So <laughs> well, um, what, what do you think he, what do you do for that? Brian, does he just like text O'Keefe and be like, yo, it's me, Scott. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mr. Panchuk. And he's like, put me in, put me in coach. And that's it. It's that easy. Uh, I don't think it's O'Keefe. I think there's a competition team that you just, you receive. I mean, Spencer probably knows better than me, but you receive an invitation and then you have the opportunity to respond up to it. I'm guessing a certain date. Yeah. I know he got an invite and he didn't say yes or no. And then, um, I know he just showed up. He just so. left it in his, in his <laughs> inbox, just sitting there every day. So contemplating. Coming out of retirement. <laughs> I think actually his his only hesitancy in coming out of retirement was that Seven would then be correct. Yes, yes. No one wants me to be correct. <laughs> um, oh, it does say something about Scott. Um, I mean, it says something about everyone who's competing here, especially in the men's group. But it does say something about Scott to like come and test the waters here. Like, why not just what you know? He he. Why not just go to a local comp? Um, but he's he's going. I mean, th- these are sharks. This is a nasty, nasty group of dudes. Right before he actually, um, he he, I was at his house for New Year's, and he's like, "Hey, like, come in the garage and like do this workout." I just did it, and I'm like, "No," <laughs> and he, I was like, "You're gonna have to show up." It, but he he wanted to see like where where his fitness was to mine. <laughs> Wait, ex- tell me that again. On New Year's, you're over. Like, are you like just in your regular clothes? Like, are you in jeans and shit? I was just like, in jeans and a penguin jersey. And he's just like, come do this workout. <laughs> well, like you're in his living room and he's saying that to you? Yeah, he actually walked me out to the garage and was like, this is it if you want to do it. <laughs> wow. Did he convince you or did you say, no, did you he pass? Didn't convince me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Keep him in the dark. <laughs> and do you guys just keep looking at each other and laughing? Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> he's like, you want to do it? I'm like, bro, just come down to Waterpalooza. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, so, uh, my goodness. Was this past games the first time that either of you had ever placed higher than Scott in a competition when Saxon did? Um, I think so. Maybe in like a quarterfinal or an open. I can't remember. But I know like something that was like significant. And I think it was this year. Yeah. 
Are you going to the games this year, Spencer? That's the plan. <laughs> Do you see it? Do I see it? Yeah. I think about it every night. I mean, that's something I've been thinking about since ever since Scott competed in his first games. That was, I, I want to be out there. Um, uh, and when you, and you, when you say you think about it, what's that look like? Like what, like, like what you're going to wear there, how you're going to get there. Um, yeah, just, just the, the feeling of, of stepping out on the floor and looking around and, and, and just visualizing everything. And, um, literally what does it smell like? What does it look like? How does it feel that? I don't know. There's so many different things that go through my mind of, of, of that feeling of, of, of just stepping out on the competition floor. Do you, do you have to put energy into that or just, it just, it, the second you lie down, those things just start flowing and then you pay attention, you become present and pay attention to them. I don't know. I do, I do like a lot of like med like meditating. So like when I, usually when I get up in the morning, it's just something that I kind of say to myself and um, then I'll just kind of sit down and, just get into a meditation. It, um, define that word for me, uh, uh, meditation. What does that mean to you? For me, it's just, um, I mean, there's so many different meanings to it, but like for me, it's just throwing me in, in a good state for the day and um, just like focusing on like my goals and everything that I really want to accomplish that day. That's old school right there. <laughs> we had a big brother who wow. played football and I was just a little boy. You said something like that. Right? This is uh th this is 9 years ago. So you were God, this is like just like going through puberty for you. Yeah, that was right after his first games. This is like you're 16, you barely drive. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And you know what's crazy? Look at your which wait? Which side are you on? I'm on the left in the red shirt. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Look at look at your body. It's the exact same body, but with like 20 pounds less of muscle. <laughs> right? How much yeah. do you weigh there? Uh, I don't even know. Probably what was that nine years ago? Yeah. So I was what 16? sixteen. I don't know. I was probably like 140, 150 pounds. <laughs> and, and and how tall are you? Five eight. And were you 5'8 then? Were you done growing at 16? Um, I was probably pretty darn close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was at least done height. I was done growing when I was 14. Um, and, and 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 how much do you weigh now? Um, I bounce between like 180 and 185. Damn. I wasn't even close. That's 40 pounds of muscle uh, ago. And that and that's like isn't that right? Like they say you can put like 5 to 7 pounds of muscle on a year and obviously that's like in your peak testosterone years, right? I mean, you're just turning into a man. So that would be if you put on uh not three, four, five, yeah, that's you put on four to five pounds of muscle every single year. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and are you grinding at this time? You're a 16 year old boy and you've already started the journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this actually is a really good question because, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> like to have the conversation of what, when is an appropriate time for someone to start training in CrossFit? And you guys have had, without even really knowing it, an opportunity to start doing it at a fairly young age, 15, 16 years old was, uh, yeah. have you, have you like given any thought to that? Like looking back at it and said like, maybe we, we would have done something differently at 15, 16, 17, 18 to set us up for a, a career in a different way. Or do you think you went about it differently or what can you yeah. share with someone who might, you know, be that age now thinking about it? Um, so it was really cool. Cause 
like our goal was to always use the women's weight and it was to try and hang with Scott. And, um, I truly believe that strength, like, like Savant said, like is like every year, like, especially like from puberty on, like you're going to put anywhere between four to eight pounds of muscle on. And the more weight you put on, the stronger you're going to get. So it's just about building like just that engine and like that, that, that sense of like being able to hurt and be uncomfortable and know how to approach a workout. So like, it wasn't all like, we weren't fixated on clicking an RX button, but it was just, it was, can we hit the, can we hit the time stimulus? And, um, wait, what's that mean? Our time that's domain. Time that's domain. an important thing that people should understand right there. Yeah. Give it, explain that to me. You could hit the time domain, meaning what's that mean? So whatever Scott would hit, like, I mean, he was, he was at the top, he took fourth that year. And, um, our goal was to be right where he was. And like, that was like, that was the purpose was like, you look at like, so lower the weight so you could do all the workouts in his time domain. That's how, that's one of the primary principles you guys thought as a kid. So if, if he yeah. did Fran in in three minutes, you'd be like, okay, we can do Fran, Fran with a 25 pound bar in three minutes. So we'll do it. Yep. Damn. Yep. I like Even that. if it was just like scaling the pull-ups down, but it was just like, like we would look at it and we'd look at kind of like where we were, like, especially with like gymnastics and stuff, like where our skills were, were at. And, um, our, our goal would be to hit, hit the same time and um, whatever we had to do to do that um, while maintaining uh, uh, in- integrity in, in, in every movement, like that's what we would do um, because it's, it's so easy to get caught up in clicking the RX button and you get to a barbell and you just stare at it or you get to the rings and it's just like you stare at it and it's just, are you, are you really like, are you at that point, are you really getting much fitter? Mm, yes. Does and Facundo no. <laughs> see, what does Facundo think of that when, when you tell him that? And did what? you who came up with that that idea? There's three th- questions I have for you. Can you give me an example of a workout you did as a young boy that was like? It, tell me exactly what you did. Like, did you do Fran with 25 pounds, and instead of doing 21.59, you did 9.99, and then once you could do that in three minutes, you switched it to 9.910. Like, can you give me an example? The yeah. second thing is, is whose idea was that? And Facundo is your current coach, right? Yeah. What's he think about that when you when when you tell him, hey, that's how we started? Those are the three things. Yeah, where do you want me to start? At the- a- anywhere you anywhere you want. I'll, I'll derail you and start talking about my shirt again if you if you want. Yeah. Um. So something like Fran, I like as a kid, we look at that and um we could do the, we could do the pull ups no problem. So um we'd keep twenty one fifteen nine and then like um like nine seven five thrusters and maybe a little bit heavier, maybe be like seventy five pounds, but um we could still build a little bit of strength, but. Um, yes, we'd maybe move a little slower through the thrusters, but like we would spend the same amount of time on that as like, as, as the pull-ups. And whose idea was it to do that? I don't know. It was just, um, it was just, it, was, oh, it, just, made shit. It, it just made it competitive. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. So Scott would be, it, it was a way you guys could push Scott. Yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, there was like no rhyme or reason. Cause Scott was using CrossFit, um, to train for football. So like, he would run with a football. I remember we were at CrossFit Pittsburgh and he would run with a football and like our goal would be to get out the door behind him. And like, we're running behind him. We're just trying to smack this football out of his hand. Wait, you were at CrossFit Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think, um, that was the very first place I ever interviewed Greg Glassman. Really? And I think I, I, there's a, the owner there was this Mike, woman, in- Mike Petragala and Jen. Mike and Jen. Yeah, I th- I did a, I did a a workout against Jen that was on main site. Yeah, a, a wall ball rope climb workout. I had never done a rope climb before. Yeah, those guys they loved the main site. That's like 
we would know, like we would get up in the mornings and we like, we'd look at the main site workout and it was, um, like 90% of the time it was a main site workout. Hey, God, you knuckleheads. If seven went to a CrossFit gym, he would understand the concept. Shut your pie hole. I mean, thank you for listening. Uh, okay. So, um, You 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 did that, and, and Scott was using it for football. I was going to ask you something about that. Um, oh, did you – does he – I refer to my twins. I'm probably scarring them horribly by saying this to them. I refer to my kids as Avi and then as two training partners. Like, hey, I just had you guys to um, train Avi. What, what, but there is a com- – and I joke about it, but there is a component of truth to that through a certain age, right? As you guys are chasing him, it's a um, – he's the – what is it, the rabbit? Yeah. But, um, but it's, 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 it's mutually helpful, right? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was always funny. Cause like everyone always assumes that Scott started CrossFit before us and like, really we were just developing, we were younger and, um, our bodies were de- like, they were just growing. Um, so yeah, like, I would make that assumption too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I make that assumption. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was, um, it was, it was really cool. And it was just, we, we used it at, at two different ways it was, he would use it for a sport and we were using it to just be competitive. Wait, so it's not true. He didn't start before you You started at the same time. We started the same. My dad actually started before us and got us involved. Wow. Uh, So like literally like he's like, Hey boys, come, come to the gym. And then you guys did your first workout basically together. Yeah. I'll be right back. It was fight gone bad. Don't do anything. I wouldn't do Brian. Did Brian get a haircut? Um, it was, that was my, I think, uh, that wasn't my first workout, but that was like the first workout I, that they did fight gone bad at my L one. And that was like, probably like the first one I really like went as hard as I could. <laughs> it's cause you guys start going up next to people and it's like, all right, I got to keep moving at, yes. at a fast pace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was brutal. Um, are you stronger? You know what I'm going to say? No. Are you more fit <laughs> at 25 than Scott was at 25? If we go back in time, yeah. can you put a whooping on 25-year-old Scott Panchik? I think the whole I think the whole sport evolved and I think Don't be nice, don't be nice. <laughs> you don't got to couch it. I well, I think I think I think Scott right now is stronger than Scott at 25. Right. Um so so I would say I would say yeah, um but I think that's like the the more time you spend in the sport like we grew up playing the sport or not playing the sport, but like doing CrossFit. And, um, he didn't start CrossFit until he was in college. Um, so it's like, I, I had a lot of those like younger years to, to really develop and, um, just build up the mechanics through every movement. And, um, not saying that he didn't, but it just, it gave us more time to be able to to do it from a younger age. Well, my younger kids are like uh, developing, like at a, this is a little bit of a stretch because there's some things missing in, in their skill set, but they're developing about a year faster than Avi. Really? My, yeah. So basically they're they're reading, they're doing math faster, they're skateboarding faster, they're doing gymnastics faster. I mean, because they're mimicking him, they're like chasing him down. Of course, they're like they're still really sloppy. Like, like even though they're doing stuff a year earlier than him, it's 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 not to the caliber but like avi didn't start riding a skateboard till he was five and a half and my twins at five can ride skateboards already why do you think he, that is they're just chasing him down they just have a crazy role model the poor avi was stuck with fucking me as a role model i'm a fucking buffoon i can barely <laughs> tie my shoes and these guys got him you know 
That's so cool though. Like, that's like, I mean, that's like, that's the perks of having, having brothers. It's, 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 you look at, um, you look at the, um, the WAP brothers in the NFL. Um, I think that's, I think it's very fascinating, um, watching them. It's their dad was the, in the NFL and he, like, he broke that milestone. And then all of a sudden now you have three brothers. One of them's the, the top defensive player of the year. Um, right behind his, his older brother, but like they keep setting the bars higher and higher. And it's like, it's like the, it's like the sub five minute mile. Like once, like once you break through that, it's, it's, it's easy. And, and people see that it's, it's attainable. Yeah. You, you were, you knew a guy that you saw every single day who could squat three plates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never, and I, and, and like, I never knew anyone who could do that. You know what I mean? Unless they were some sort of games athlete I was filming. So like, for me, it was just like squat one plate. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. yeah. The whole bar has been changed for you guys. I think I would I would speculate. It'd be interesting to talk to your parents because of Scott. Well, and and your other siblings, right? Your yeah. anyone who's older than you, you saw. You're like, I guess it's like that phenomenon. Someone's going to bring it up, I'm sure. But um, uh, once someone broke the four minute mile, yeah, like they just start pouring in, right? Then there's a dozen guys in the next two years who do it. I mm-hmm. shouldn't say pouring in, but that's what I meant. Four minute mile, not five. <laughs> oh, did you say that? Okay, I, said, yeah, I said five, yeah. I meant four, <laughs> but it's like, it just, it just shows you that like, um, yeah, once it's done, it's like, oh, wow. It, it was, it was like a 300 pound snatch. I, I remember, um, I think it was, it was easy hit it. I think that I was training with rich and then rich hit it. And then it was just like, now you look at, at the Mac, there was like seven or eight guys that hit it in the course of, uh, of 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen with a 500 pound snatch like Lasha did though. <laughs> <laughs> Who did a 500 pound snatch? This crazy guy from the Republic of Georgia. Oh, is, I think I saw him. He's giant. He wears the red singlet. Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of guys knocking down that door anytime soon. That's crazy. What do you think about, um, <clears throat> do you know who Adam Clink is? Yeah. With the, you- uh, five minute mile or yeah. sub five and 500 pound back squat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's so impressive <laughs> when he does, when you see him do that, are you like, does he just go, oh, okay, I'm going to get that. I mean, I definitely like, <laughs> I, I remember watching, it was a, uh, I think Kalipa was talking about it, but he was just like, you're going to start seeing like a sub 500 mile and a 400 clean and jerk or 500 pound back squat. And then all of a sudden like people start doing it. Um, but yeah, like you, you see it and it's like, I mean, maybe it's just like, just from having brothers, it's like anytime Saxon goes in and does a workout, he like, he'll do really well. I'm like, ah, if he can do it, I can do it. Ah, uh, <laughs> and it, it's funny you said, because you did do that. Um, you, you did that just the other day. You made a post. I think it was a 340 pound. Oh, uh, the jerks. Yeah. 340 pound overhead for three. Um, so, so yeah, let's talk about that. That is kind of, that's where having training partners like your brothers could be kind of risky, right? It's the end of the day. Let me see if I can find that. It's at the end of the day, you know, he is, you paint the picture for me. What happened that day? What, why, and tell me what happened that day and I'll pull up the video. Yeah. Um, well, it was actually, so we were working up, I think it was a, it was a two rep, two rep shoulder to overhead. Um, and I hit, or I missed, I hit 315 and then I missed 325. And then Saxon, Saxon threw on 345 and then he hit it. I'm like, you know what? Just, just leave it on there. <laughs> but this is at the end of the day, right? Uh, yeah, it was like midday. It was, yeah, we were wrapping up our training that day. 
And um, this is where shit could get sideways, right? Having someone who's pushing you. These are the stories you hear about where it's like, yeah, like these are the questions people have for Mayhem or for Comp Train or for these places or for uh, a training think tank where where you get too many animals in one room and they start yeah. biting each other. This is like, hey, maybe you should have put it away, but because your brother was there, you did. This is 340 for three, right? I don't know. It was either two or three. I think it was two. I think it was a push jerk and a split jerk. Um, go ahead. Oh, to, to answer your question, it's, it, it just depends. And it's just being transparent with whoever you're training with. Like there's days where like Saxon has hit something and I'm like, you know what? That's not feeling good today. I'm not going to do that and vice versa. So I, it's just, it's going off feeling like putting your ego aside, but like, it also, is 340 for three, by the way, not two. I love it, it how it's just a few days ago and you still can't fucking – like <laughs> you're so humble. I guess that's the pro- – that, that's someone who's just always moving forward. Like me, yeah. I would circle around that for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> he still talks about his 10 overhead squats at 175. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was 35. That was 14 years ago. <laughs> So you you're saying you know you know yourself. You're, at 25, you, you're you're not going to hurt yourself. You feel confident. Yeah, I feel confident. I, I, it's just it, it's listening to your body, and I think there's a there's a time and place for it. But it's just it's knowing that. I mean, we train together every day, and um, it's just knowing if he can do it, I can do it. And um, there's days to test that, and there's days to not test that. Um, do you think you have similar uh, mentalities? Absolutely. <laughs> You, um, you said in uh, there's you said in one of your posts while I was growing up, my parents taught me one big thing that always stuck with me. That was to keep fighting for what you believe in. That's a pretty uh, that's a pretty good thing for all parents to hear. Um, yeah. Do you remember what the context was for that? Like, was there something that happened? Like, yeah, I think it was. I think it was after I missed the games. I think that was. What was the date on that? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. It was probably, I, I think that was right after I missed, um, I missed the games this year. And, um, it's just, it's, it, it's knowing your, your, your capabilities. And, um, I look back and I just missed out on, on my games ticket from West coast. And, um, it wasn't from, it wasn't from like a physical standpoint, but it was, it was more of just like a, a, a mindset. And, um, like, I, I, I know exactly what I'm capable of. I train with Saxon and Scott like regularly and, um, it's just being able to go out there and, and execute. And, and that's the biggest thing. It's just, it's trusting myself and, um, knowing when you step out on the competition floor that the work's done and it's just, it's just showing up and, and trusting yourself. Was that, was that uh, a result at West coast classic more devastating than last chance qualifier this year? Was it harder to accept? You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, ask again, Brian, one more time. Was the was the near wait, miss? Wait, wait, stand by. Okay, he's showing us his wedding ring. Oh, that's a nice wedding ring. Yeah, hey, I don't know why it went out. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear, hear us? You, you can't hear us. Let me ask you a few questions, Brian. Will Spencer make it to the games this year? I, before he can hear us again. I think he has a very good chance to, but it's is he games uh, caliber? Is he games yeah, caliber? Yeah, I do think he's games caliber, yeah. He's as good as Saxon. Saxon's like top five, top ten at the games, and that that's a little different, but I think he's good Spencer is good enough to make it to the games. 
Um, do you think he, he's referring to his not making it there based on execution? Whenever athletes say that, that's kind of scary to me. That means it makes me feel like the margins are so fucking slim. They are really slim, and especially in the um, – Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't know America. why that went out like that. That's okay. Can you hear us now? <clears throat> yeah, I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. The margins. Yeah, uh, no, uh, oh. Well, we, while we were gone, Spencer, we were talking about how competitive it is and how minor execution errors can be the difference between making it or missing it. And we saw it at um, most of the live semifinals this year. It was harder to approximate what went down in the online ones. But what I was curious about was, because you were you more, was it more devastating or harder to accept the near miss at at West Coast Classic than the last chance qualifier result? Yeah, absolutely. West Coast, I mean, the last chance qualifier was what it was. I think I, I put all my eggs in, in qualifying at West coast. And, um, I think, I think, uh, I think it was just frustrating because I've done all those workouts before, like that snatch ladder. I, I did that workout a few times. I've done that so many times whenever they released it, um, at regionals that year. And then, um, I ran through it before and, um, my time should have been a, a top time. And it's just, you go out there and you get excited and you're like, I, I want to show like, like, I want my work to show for, or I want my performance to show for the work that I put in and you almost jump the gun and, and push the pace and can kind of burn yourself down in the process. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's trusting yourself and, and knowing exactly like what you need to do. Yeah. And um, just uh, seven, in case you weren't clear, like we've, we talked with Dallin Pepper about this on a different workout. He's, he, he just didn't really know how to, uh, handle the D ball and that ended up costing him. But when you look back at Spencer's results from West coast classic, you know, it's uh we, we already talked about it. Like his proficiency at snatching is, is excellent, if not elite. And so to see that kind of a finish in that workout is one of those things where it does jump off the pages, something like, I don't think that was an necessarily like, on that day. Yeah. That's how good you did. But I know yeah. that, I know that that's a workout you can do a lot cleaner execution yeah. or run through. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just trusting yourself and, um, just doing that. <laughs> um, it's gotta be really nice to see how well Saxon did at the games. That was really exciting. It was so cool for a lot of reasons, right? Like, like he really, uh, he sent a message home to you. Yeah. Hey dude, like one of us can win this shit. Yeah. Like we're like like we're in there. We're we like he he represented like he holy shit. Like <laughs> he uh um yeah, he he he's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's he's uh and it's not easy, right? What, what, what watching or what do you mean? <laughs> no, it's not easy. So here's the part when you when you turned out I used the opportunity to talk shit about you. I said, "Hey man, does this guy really have a chance to fucking go to the games?" It makes me nervous when he says the margins are so slim and Brian's like, "Hey, no, but that's the way it is." Like it sucks that like you could be good enough to win the games but like you could just come out of your lane a little bit and the whole fucking thing unravel. Like you hit yeah. the island and fucking a wheel pops off and you're done. Yeah. Well, th- the biggest thing that I've learned is like at least this year is like I mean, Sax and I, we do the same training, same programming, train together every day. And it's just, we go blow for blow. And it's just like, it goes back to like what I said earlier. If he can do it, I can do it. And um, it's, Does it's, he it's, say the same thing? If Spencer can do it, I can do it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, it's showing up on game day. And it's like, 
you like, I truly believe you could be the fittest on earth and, and not show up and, and execute the way that you need to. And like, that's, that's where people are beatable. And, and I mean, two things, like it's, it was really obvious if you go watch back the games and you have a good understanding of, of what that means to execute workouts, you can see that that's why Justin won the games this year. He executed better than the guys who were right up there with him. They had little mistakes that cost him. He didn't. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's, there's always, there's always going to be something that doesn't fall in your favor, whether, I don't know if judge misses a call or I don't know, something with a workout or standard or, or whatever it is. And it's just, um, it's, it's, it's limiting those. And like, anytime you get a chance to like give yourself a buffer, you need to. Yeah. And then the other thing about the margins is Savan is like something happened at the games this year that was kind of crazy to me. And you know, they announced that they were going to have the, the cut system after 10 events. And I said, that's good. 10 events is like, that's enough events where you should be able to get down to the top 20 guys. But then after 10 events, Cole Sager was in 20th. And after 11 events, he was in 14th. He jumped six more spots in one workout, 11 events into the games. Like that's how tight it is. And that's why I don't think there should be cuts at the games because even late into the weekend, there's so much opportunity for these guys who are all so fit and so close to make big moves. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who it was, but someone was saying yesterday, basically, or a couple of days ago, the same thing that basically when you do the cuts too soon, the workouts aren't broad enough to really choose the fittest. And I mean, it's kind of obvious and, and, and you, and you knock certain people out. Um, I think that the year that though they're, they're referencing, um, it was because there were too many cooks in the kitchen. I, 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 I know the responsibility yeah. falls on, on Dave, but, but behind the scenes, um, I think there was a lot of pressure on him because uh, Greg and the CEO at the time just opened up the floodgates <clears throat> and let in too many athletes. I mean, that was the year they well, invited Hunter McIntyre too, right? I mean, that was just complete like. Hey, you know what? I think my mom got an invite too. No, I think I think everyone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everyone who doesn't know who who wasn't there assumes that that was because of Greg. And I mean, that's what I assume. And that's yes, fine. yes, 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 yes. So. He, he wanted to change the he wanted to change the direction. And it's his. It was well, it was his. It's his sandpit. If he says like, "Hey, yeah." Anyway, uh, you, you know what's interesting about so so Dave's gone, and it, um, I was talking to Taylor Williamson about this, and I said, "Hey, like if your dog got hit like by a car, Taylor, your whole fucking life would be thrown upside down, and you'd be fucking sad for the week." And I would pretend like I cared. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And um, you know, maybe at most I would hug my dog a little more, like just thinking about her losing her dog. Um, and I said, and this, so I said, so I said, you know, Dave getting fired, does that like really matter to you? Like for me, it's like, fuck, it's like, it, it's hard because no one wants to see one of their friends lose their job. Right. That's yeah. how he puts food on the table. That's how he pays his family. Fuck all the other shit. I just think about it like from a man perspective, like, Hey, you got it. You have kids, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, I go, does it affect you? She goes, and I, I fuck, I loved her candidness. She's, cool shit for this she said no no i don't give a fuck if he gets if he's there he's not there i just want to make sure i just want to know what the programming is now i want to know who the programmer is so i can start thinking about like how it directly affects me totally makes sense yeah and she's young she's she's you know under 30 but for you i can remember you as a young boy at the CrossFit games, pulling up to the back, I think I would even holler at you guys, like hoot and holler at you guys when I was doing the behind the scenes. Oh my God, Scotty, look at little mini Scotties. And <laughs> you guys would pull up in the car and he'd be like, you'd be taken to the hotel room at night in between days and car. Do you remember that in Carson? Yeah. And you guys would be in the car and I, it was fucking crazy. You guys <laughs> all look so much alike. Um, you, you, 
for the young squad, you there's probably not two guys who are more familiar with Dave than you and Saxon because yeah. of the proximity of uh, Scott. Um, and, and obviously, Scott was one of uh, um, Dave's favorites. Everyone has favorites. You know, Scott went to New Zealand uh, with the crew. And um, does it affect you? What, what are your thoughts on on Dave going? Yeah. I mean, Dave had a huge impact on on my life. And I, I remember just growing up and um, literally you did like the behind the scenes and to like see like the whole inside of um, like how the games were built and like the thought and just just everything. And um, that's something like like that's what made me want to compete in the sport of CrossFit was seeing the, the behind the scenes and um, just seeing everything that goes into it. And um, yeah, I, I think like like Dave and, and you guys, you guys, you guys all changed my life. And, um, yeah, I don't, I like, I, I don't know what the future future says with it. Is, is it, is it, is any part of you, um, disappointed? Like, Oh shit. I wanted to like, maybe it's something as simple as like, man, I really wanted to just compete like a few more years with Dave's programming or like, Hey, you know what? Like things change and things move on. Or is it unsettling that you put so much effort into it and that there's change? Not that it's bad. I don't want to, I don't yeah. want, I'm, 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 I'm trying to interview as neutral as possible. You know, obviously I'm emotionally involved, but I like, what is the, is there any, um, does it matter to you at all? Or is it just kind of just emotional stuff and like, Hey, I got to stay focused. Like whatever happens, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it really stinks with, with, uh, with what happened. And, um, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to compete with, with Dave programming the games. Um, that's something like, it's something I've always like visioned of. And, um, just like, just the way he did, he'd announced workouts on the floor and like the anticipation and, um, he, he really put a show on for, for the people. And he was just, he was very strategic with everything. And, um, yeah, that was something like that I always wanted to be a part of. And, um, I got a small glimpse of it, of it last year with being able to do the final open announcement with, um, Saxon and Scott. And, um, I was really, really lucky to have the the opportunity to, to, to really do that. And, um, to at least be able to experience that was, was really cool. But, um, yeah, it just, it, it stinks with what happened. It is. Yeah. That is cool that you did get to go out and do that open announcement. I think that for the athletes, one of the other like cool things, and even in, in more recent years, I got to see this more up, up close as I got um, more involved at the games, was just how he interacts with the athletes there. Even though it's a subtle thing, as you as you leave the field at least once during the weekend, he gives you that fist bump and he says, you know, like, good work. And he's acknowledging, like to me, that's an acknowledgement from him that like you earned your spot here this this season. Mm-hmm. And that that's like, for someone like you who's been around so long chasing something like that could be a really powerful or meaningful moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To put that in perspective, um, <clears throat> it is um, equally as intense for Dave at the games as it is for every single athlete. Like if you know him, you see a side of him that like almost make you uncomfortable. Like he's in pain. It's like his lips are pursed a little tighter. He's stressed out. His eyes are a little squintier. He, I mean, it's his fucking event, right? Yeah. It's like, like he doesn't want anything to fucking go wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to be honest, be completely honest with you, the, in, in transparent from 2000 fucking eight to, to as long as I was there, 2020, there was always something else in CrossFit also attacking Dave internally while he was also trying to run the games. It was nuts. Um, and I, and I should, I wish I, want, I should give you a specific of that. Um, uh, 
So, so I'll give you an example. So a, a, in Carson, there was, uh, um, as the games were um, being broadcast, they were bro- being broadcast on um, ESPN. And at that point, ESPN had said something attacking CrossFit on, on one of their news shows. And Greg at that point said, hey, told the, the broadcast team at the games, pull the feed. Stop feeding the, the games to ESPN. So those politics are going on behind the scenes while Dave's actually trying to be run the event. Wow. And, uh, and there was always something like that. There was always something like, like the kind of stuff that you wouldn't tolerate from your girlfriend or I wouldn't tolerate from my wife interrupting me before I go on this podcast or your girlfriend. You're not married yet, right? No. Um, there's no rush. I didn't mean to press you. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of shit um, D- Dave had going on. It was almost like people at HQ waited until the games were about to happen and be like, all right, let's really fuck with Dave. Let's see what he's made of. Let's yeah. give him crabs this week. <laughs> Never had crabs? Me? No. <laughs> if you're going to get a venereal disease, that's the one you want. It's like the most benign. It's like just like having fleas. It's just like crabs <laughs> once. I was like, oh, only this. Whew, thank you. It's crazy. So, Spencer, you're, you're actually like little crabs. <laughs> and they eat your pubic hair and then they hang out in the follicle. And then, like, you can scrape them out, and I would scrape them out, and I would collect them. These are the I, things Spencer was hoping to learn today. And, and, <laughs> and like, for like, it, I was a hippie at the time, and like, I didn't want to use like any like, like shampoos, light shampoo or anything. And for some reason, they're just in your pubic hair. Ah, they start to go down your leg a little bit. Anyway, and I would scrape them off, and I would collect them in an Altoids container. And so I had like fucking hundreds of, and then finally I was like, all oh, right, enough of this nonsense. This is fucking nuts. And I used some light shampoo that one of my um, housemates had who had dreadlocks and, and they were fucking all dead. Wow. And I didn't tell anyone I had crabs. Like, you know, you don't want to tell anyone you have crabs. And then, but then I would come home from like, a, I went to UC Santa Barbara and I would come home from like my class, like classes and like three of my roommates and like three like three people visiting would be like sitting on my bed, like smoking weed. And I'm like, fuck, these fucking people are going to get the fucking crabs. <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, it's not a big deal. It's not, don't, it's not a big deal. Spencer, uh, you're yeah, like, uh, you're, you're approaching like 10 years into this kind of training. Yeah. And for several of those years, um, I would say at least half of them, you've been pursuing like elite level excellence in the sport. And it's something that, you know, I think a lot, People are still trying to evaluate and figure out of how long can you really can a person really do that for? And on the yeah. other side, you, you have your brother, Scott, who's a, basically a decade older, who's been doing it for 10 years. And it, I mean, it seems to me like, you know, you and Saxon could have the mentality that we still have 10 more years, possibly eight, 10 actually, more years. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, Scott's coming back. I'm like, he's just setting the bar higher. <laughs> I'm like, if he could go to his 35, that I got another 10 in me. <laughs> and if that if that was something you wanted to do, knowing what you know now, and and you know, having seen him do it through that next eight to ten years and how the body changes, et cetera, what are some of the things that you might um, that'll be important for you to maintain high level competitive excellence over another decade? Yeah, it's just it's it's staying healthy and um, having the right team in your corner to to make sure you do that. Not only from a programming standpoint, but um, just the mind and body. And I remember uh, 2018 we did it uh, at the regional. Wait, season. wait, wait! Before you, before you. Oh no, so we're not going anywhere. 2018. Uh, so, uh, so he's really coming back. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Do we know anything besides Wadapalooza? Is this just a test run, or is there a plan? 
No, I have no idea. I just, okay. like okay. I said, okay. I just, I found out like an hour yeah. before he, uh, Waterpalooza released it. So I don't uh, think he'd tell me anyways. Susan, can you, can you reach out to Scott and let's get him on before Waterpalooza? Let's see what okay. the fuck is. I'll reach out to him now. All right. All right. All right. Send him a link now. Will you send him a link now and see if this turd will come on? <laughs> just send him a link on. just to that group yeah, chat? Yeah, just send him a link and see if he comes on. Okay, sorry, sorry, Brian. So 2018. So sorry, we talked to We talked to Josh Bridges that year, and he was you know uh, over 30 at that time. But he said that throughout his career, he'd spent more time and money on body work, really, the recovery process than anything else. You know, yeah. you're still only 25. Is that something that's a priority for you guys? How much time do you invest into the recovery, the body work outside of the training in the gym? Yeah, I have I, I have a guy that um, he's actually from PA. Um, oh, he, go, he goes everywhere um, with me when I compete. He's gone to Brazil, Dubai, um, but he's always a guy that I mean I won't compete without him. Um, he just uh, make sure make sure I'm in the right um, just body and mindset. He does he does it all. Yeah, I got a note here about this guy. And it, what, tell me his name, Greg. Uh, uh, it, and what's his last name, Russo? He's, he's very private. And, um, I was talking to somebody and they're like, ah, what's his website? I'm like, he doesn't have a website. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that name before though. Dude, uh, Brian, he, uh, oh shit. I'm on fucking Saxon's Instagram. What the fuck is happening here? Uh, you, you should hear, um, you should hear the praises Spencer sings about this dude. This is the guy. <laughs> This is the guy. So I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Uh, so I always just think it's a mental thing that these guys don't really do anything. Yeah. Like goes go wad zombie and 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 and, what? and rub rub the the bands. I just think it's all just like I think it's all just meditation. I think it's all like. Seven, you realize you just went from go wad to wad zombie in one word. Those are totally, <laughs> well, totally different. That's what I mean. It's all just it's all just smokes and smoke and mirrors to me. But man, what do you say about this guy here? Okay, uh speaking of wad zombie, by the way, check this out. I don't oh, think he's awesome. on the podcast today, but he sent me this sticker. Thank you. <laughs> um uh okay, so here so I want to read I want to read this post to you. Um I had a herniated L4 and L. We met three years ago through a mutual friend. I had a herniated L4 and L5, and I was told I would never be able to compete in CrossFit 100% again. I was in so much pain moving. Tell me about that pain. Oh, having a herniated disc? Yeah. Did you have to crawl to the bathroom? It was the most pain. I couldn't even sit still. It was the most painful thing. I slept in in one of those gravity chairs. That was like my bed. That was the only place I could get relief. Oh, I don't know what a gravity chair is. Are you, are you upside down? So, you know, like the ones they used to have at like the games um, and like the athlete area where it like slides back and you have like that. Like, oh, curve. okay. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I don't know. You see them by like poles sometimes. Okay. Um, uh, I was in so much pain moving, let alone sitting as well. I decided to make the five hour trip to see him after one session with him. I felt back to 100%. Is that really true? Yeah. I have so much fucking back pain when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like not now sitting here talking to you, but, but I had basically had to start, stop lifting. Like, yeah, like it, it, I can't go through that again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went from struggling to even I pick up a barbell to being able to deadlift heavy again. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I truly believe it just, it, it saved my whole, my whole career. And, um, just that, that one experience I had with him, it's, it just stuck in. I mean, that's just going to be something that, that I stick with and, um, it, it works for me. 
What? Uh, oh, rusty trombone. This is I wanted. Um, do you know what a rusty trombone is? <laughs> it's when you don't want to know if you don't know. You're, you're maybe you're too young. But anyway, I wanted them to bring this picture up yesterday, and they wouldn't because uh, because the guy Will who runs the back end is he's he's like a Bible beater and he's a good dude. He's 22 and he just doesn't like. But I think it's fascinating. Not into the rusty trombone, by the way. Herniated uh, disc. That's what I meant to look up. Oh, uh, so is that is 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 this it right here? Yeah, I had like um had I'm in big trouble with Sousa, by the way. That's why I'm not allowed to run the back end. I'm gonna get in big trouble. So, <laughs> so that's it. It got pushed out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like and, pushing like on like the nerve. And what is do you know what he does? I mean, he does everything. Um but um I no, no, not. but do you know what he does to get that back in? Like, can he? Can you tell us? And then, like, and then I do it to myself. Uh, he'd be, he'd be the guy that <laughs> he'd be the guy that'd be able to describe it. I don't want to say anything and um, be way off. <laughs> Every time I go to a body worker, um, I I leave hurt. More really? Hurt. Yeah. Every time I've been three times. It fucking why? I hate I hate those guys. <laughs> Well, that's why that's why it's not that surprising to hear that Spencer's willing to make a five-hour drive to see this guy because I do think that there's a big component of just trusting that person with your body. And once you find, I mean, it's the the worst thing was I, I had a chiropractor local, and she moved, and I haven't I haven't I haven't found a chiropractor since then that I've trusted and wanted to go to if I was in need of one. Since you know, and yeah. it's it's a big deal to have someone that, especially when you're when you're competing at the level that they are. Yeah. Um, the guy that I work with, he actually, it was funny. Cause I Why do you call him the guy? Let's call him Greg. Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> Cause he's the guy that I use. Yeah, but, um, so Greg, um, he, um, when I put that post out, I had to put like a disclosure on there because I mean, the amount of messages that I got of linking him up with him, um, was insane. And he got a ton of messages for it, but, um, it's just, he's, he doesn't have a website and, Really, the only way to to find him is through word of mouth. Is that the, the guy? Th- there's a um, Greg, there's two, not the guy. There's a picture <laughs> of um, there's a picture of two guys that you work out with in one of the photos, and you call them your team. It's this guy and another. Mm-hmm. Did you work out with this guy too, Greg? A lot or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you so do. He, what's that? Do you work out with him also, with Greg? Um, whenever I go out and see him. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Does he work with any other CrossFit athletes? No. Do you feel like you want to keep him a secret? Like it, like it would be an advantage, like like how uh, probably Medeiros has his own special blend of podium. Yeah, I mean, have the, is he your own? You know, like I mean, he has something special that I've never experienced. Um, so I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to share him. But um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really work with a whole lot of people. And um, yeah, like I said, he just he's somebody that you find from word of mouth and. Um, really the only way people get in contact is he has a private Instagram, but, um, he doesn't have a number. He doesn't, uh, he just, he does his thing. <laughs> he's in, uh, he's in Amish country in PA. So he just, he just, Oh, is he Amish? He's, he is not Amish, <laughs> but he, he works, he works, um, he works with them a lot. Look at this. I mean, this is, this is the kind of shit like that. This is so awesome. I mean, that's fucking Scott. 
<laughs> Someone actually tagged me in that, I think, and said Scott or something like that. Yeah, you put up a picture on your of, of your brother's. Um, you have a good body too. You should use your own body. You don't have to uh, put a picture of him on your Instagram and pretend like it's you. It's crazy. God, I just every when I when I look through your Instagram, I just think how stoked your parents are. You you guys probably brought them so much fucking happiness. It's nuts. It is nuts. Spencer, you've done a lot of competitions now. As um, as it gets close to a competition like Wadapalooza, and they start, <laughs> and they start, and they start announcing some of the workouts. What's your process with that? Do you always like to test them out? Do you like to just do little touches with them? Different um, approaches for different workouts. Nah, if I get a chance, like if there's an opportunity to test it and and see what it feels like, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. But um, I'm all about keeping everybody on like an equal playing field. So it's like I kind of enjoy. <clears throat> whenever they release them like almost too close where it's like, you can't really redo them or practice them. Um, or I like them like really far out in advance of like, okay, everybody has like enough time to, to be able to do them. But it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, if you get a chance to do them, why not? And so, you know, how do you feel about the timing of Wadapalooza re- releasing, starting to release the workouts a couple of days ago? Is it too close to test them? Can you still do a couple of them if you want to? So, so this is like the funny thing. It's like, this is like the time where it's like everyone's starting their deload and it's like, who's going to extend it out like a couple days of like testing, like where they can, like how will it affect them going into the competition? And um, yeah, I think, I mean, they've only released three and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that come out within between now and next, I think it starts Thursday. Um, so it's like, you're not really going to be able to test them all, but like you can maybe pick a couple. Yeah. Or you might look at one and say, Ooh, you know what? It might be really important to know this, like what's yeah. the stimulus going to be when after 10 minutes of work or whatever. Yeah. Of the three that they've announced so far, is there one in particular excited for? I like them all. Actually. They just look like, they just look fun. Like there's it, like, I don't want to say that they, they don't look like they're, I mean, they're, they're probably all going to like hurt to their own, like <laughs> own extent, but like, they'll be fun. I see that first, uh, that the first one they announced the weightlifting one. And that's one that, that jumps out to me as like execution can matter big time on that workout. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's just being smooth, smooth as fast. It's called, by the way, I asked, I asked them, it's called the MIA comp, bar complex, not the Miami or the Mia or anything like that. So you can interpret it any way you want, but I thought it was kind of funny. MIA. <laughs> uh, Josh Hitty says, thinking of finally getting into CrossFit after 15 years in fitness, these podcasts show how killer the community seems to be. Cheers. No, you're too old. Don't join. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just joking. He said he's been in the fitness industry for, or he's been working out for 15 years. I bet you he's been working out longer than that. And thank you. It's fun. Do you like the community, Spencer? I love it. Yeah. I love it. What do you like about it? There's so much. It's just uh, rallying behind each other. And it's like, I don't know, it's just different than any other sport, I feel like. It's cool, like even just being at the airport, right? And you see someone with a rogue shirt on or a pair of nanos or Metcons, and you're like, okay, I know that. Like, yeah. When we went to the games, it was like, who could find the most nanos in the airport? It was yeah. like, oh. when it was in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That, that last one you just had up there, have you ever used or seen a flip sled bef- before? Um, I've never, not one of those. Scott has a pig. I've been on that, but not a flip sled. How hard I mean, is it to get a pig? I, I, I think he got it used from the games the one year. I don't even think they sell them anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I was he, thinking. He drove it home? Like he, he bought it and put it in the back of a pickup truck or something? No, he got it shipped. No shit. Hey, do you know what that means? 
when he retires, I can have it. <laughs> no, well, that, yes. That means he's friends with Bill and Katie. If you have a pig, that means Bill and Katie like you. Like, he got like, that. That was back from California, actually. That was like, that was, that wasn't this year. That was um, 2015. Yeah. He's had that for a while. I mean, yeah. that, but that's like, like I said, that's an implement that's hard to find. It's an, and it's something that can be a game changer on competition day if you haven't had a lot of experience with it. So it's definitely not a tire. <laughs> what, what do you think about the fact that they're, that, you know, last season they had the torque tank, this kind of new implement that they're bringing in. Now they're having a, you know, a major off season competition using something like a flip sled, which is just a little different iteration of something we've seen before. Do you like having these new equipments, new pieces of apparatus in this space or do you wish yeah. it was just kind of tried and true stuff? No, I think it's, I think it's a true test of fitness. And, um, it, like, I think it's so cool if you can put something in there that nobody's had their hands on. Cause it's, it's, it's no longer like, Oh, like he knows how to do this or he knows how to do that. Or like, like I can't get my hands on that. But like when you put something in there, like the year at the games when they had the, it was like the snail. Um, it was just like, no, no, nobody's ever touched it before. So it was like, okay, like, let's just see who can adapt. And, um, to me, like that's CrossFit of, of just being able to adapt to different things. I just, I just Googled twerk tank. What did, Tor- what did you call Twerk tank. Twerk tank. Yeah, twerk <laughs> tank's a better Google. You want to see some cool videos. Twerk tank. Oh, man. What a great <clears throat> juxtapositional word. But that, I think that the snail's a good example. Like To me, I would say the snail as an implement is, is something that probably no one who's competing at the games that year has used before, or yeah. almost definitely hasn't used before. Yeah, but when you introduce something like a paddleboard, now you have a huge spectrum where there's some people that actually might've grown up paddle boarding. Yeah. It was, like those, it was like those knee boards that they use. Like it was like, it was kind of like some people were like on like a surfboard and like, I think it was like, I think it's an Australian sport, but like the people that could get like comfortable on their knees just absolutely destroyed everybody. <laughs> have you been on a paddle board like that? Figured it out. Yeah, I actually, um, Scott actually had one, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> a pattern is emerging. <laughs> Everyone knows that Rich has every piece of equipment. Scott doesn't advertise it as much. No. <laughs> That's when I opened up his garage on New Year's. I was like, look at this. You still have that. <laughs> have you trained with have you ever trained with Rich before? Um, yeah, we went down and uh we trained with him last year sometime. It was uh I think it was in the fall. I can't even remember. But I trained last year down there with them and um Haley and it was it was really cool. Do you have any like perception of rich is the guy that guy that always beat scott at regionals that scott was always chasing and so you kind of like hate him a little bit or want to see him lose it all no I, I i mean again like it goes back to like how i felt like dave changed my life but like rich did as well it was just i grew up watching him compete and um i remember at the 2012 regionals like he took the he like he took the time out of his like competition to just come over and, and just say hi and um like that was something like i really admired and like that was just something that really stuck with me that is cool. And my guess is that he did that because he respected Scott a lot. And so he's going to, you know, respect his family and say hi to them. And I think that, I I think that it still exists now, but especially back then, like those guys, it was a lot of the same guys year after year and the respect was pretty high amongst each other. Yeah. It's a lot of like isolation now, but like back then it was just like, um, it was just old school CrossFit where it was just like, I mean, it just reminds me of like how they had like the, it was like the backyard barbecue where, um, it was just like people hanging out and, doing fitness there's a there's a quality to both of them that they have too like uh their character you know scott and richard good dudes yeah yeah to to, to genericize it um 
I are you a mayhem athlete? Me, I, I just work with Facundo, so I'm not technically a, a mayhem athlete, but like we've been working together before he was down there, so um, we just didn't want to change our relationship, and that was just something that we we kind of stuck with. And I'm I'm assuming that it's just a technicality to say whether you're a mayhem athlete or not. It's like the difference between a Gucci bag that the label fell off or the labels on there. It's like $800 difference, but the same fucking bag. <laughs> yes. No, maybe. So. I don't know. I mean, we've been doing his stuff for, for quite some time. And, um, who's we Saxon and I, cause we, yeah. we, we just do the, we do the same stuff and it's just, I don't know. It's just, we didn't want to, we didn't want to change our, like the dynamic of our relationship. And, um, we're just like really happy with, with where we are right now. But, but, uh, okay. I, I'm speaking like from a branding perspective, like you're, you're, so you're not, okay, fuck it. Uh, how did you meet Facundo? <laughs> it was actually, so Scott actually knew him and then, um, he ended up linking us up on a call and he was going to help us with our endurance. And, um, then we ended up getting like some programming from him and, um, we really liked it and it was, it just, it just stuck. It was, it was, a it was a really good relationship for us. It is, is, did Scott ever go on the team with Rich or was that, did that happen? That was the year that they canceled the teams. Oh, okay. But they qualified. Okay. I think it was no, they qualified before water flows, I think. <laughs> So there, there, what there is a relationship. See, there. in the comments, Stefan. What? No, no. Who's? Uh, oh, how handsome is the? Extremely, extremely, extremely. <laughs> better, the more clothes he takes off, the better looking he is. Uh, so there is some relationship there. So Scott, Scott does have a relationship with Rich. Like they got yeah. each other's numbers and shit. Yeah. Like he could text Rich and be like, "Hey, dude, those glasses aren't working." Or, "Hey, dude, great snatch today," or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, okay. And then, so, and Facundo does have a program through Mayhem. Yeah. Okay. But you're grandfathered in before then. You're pre, pre, uh, you're pre, you're pre Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you're getting shitty old programming then. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> if it is, it's still really good. <laughs> Who eats the most pancakes at Cracker Bro? Oh, me for sure. <laughs> Serious? Definitely. That's like their go-to. Anytime Facundo's in Cookville, you can guarantee that you're going to see a Cracker Barrel post. Yeah, we were down there with him. I think he ate there, I think like eight times. They ended up sending him a package. <laughs> they ended up, or they couldn't ship it overseas, so he sent it to Saxon. But like Cracker Barrel like sent a package out. <laughs> How is that okay to have a restaurant called Cracker? <laughs> I've never been to a Cracker Barrel. The woke just haven't tracked them down yet. They're they have bigger fish to fry. Wait, scroll down. Oh, you guys got to stop eating there. The outcome doesn't look good. <laughs> um, Spencer, when's the last time you threw up in a workout? Um, it was the open workout. It was thrusters and chest the bars. It was like that thirty. It was like thirty three, twenty seven, twenty one, fifty nine. I think it was disgusting workout. But like I told Saxon, I'm like, I'm going to hit this. I'm broken. And then I, <laughs> I tried and I was just like, I was hanging outside the back door. Just, I mean, I threw up for probably an hour and a half. It was so bad. Oh shit. Oh, I was, I, I lost so much weight throwing up. <laughs> um, and do you tell him that to hold yourself accountable? What do you mean? 
Like before the workout, you're like, hey, I'm going to hit this unbroken. Do you say that out loud to your brother so that you know when you want to put the bar down, you can't because you already I actually, said it? I wrote it on the floor. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow, you hate yourself. Wow. <laughs> Did Fraser do it unbroken in the announcement? No. <laughs> no, he broke it up. And I you love got those two the- movements. And I'm like, I think I could do it unbroken. So I'm like, ah, I could take two shots at it. So let's just let's let's give the hard let's get let's go the hard route first. Um that's that's last year, that's 2020. <laughs> um no, wow. that was um that was like three years ago, I think. I think it was two thousand I can't remember which open workout it was. 2018 last workout, maybe. Um Oh no, it's probably 2019 because those are the workouts where people were uh, the like Loud and Live hosted that workout on like a rooftop in Miami. So yeah, I think it was 19.5 or Yeah, that's the one. What uh that's crazy. I've never heard of anyone throwing up for that long from a workout. Oh, I was like I would like right when I thought I was done, I wasn't. <laughs> and is it one of those feelings like um I can only the only thing I can relate it to really is like maybe a Fran I've done before some t- or something fucked up I did on the assault bike, but is it like you don't even feel like yourself? Like, oh, like yeah. what the fuck is going I, like, on? I thought I was going to like drown myself. Like <laughs> I was like breathing so hard, but throwing up and I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> what was your whoopee saying? Was your whoopee freaking out? I didn't even have one on. Oh, do you do I wish, a I wish I did. Um, no, not right now. Oh, they don't pay you, but if they paid you, you'd whoopee the fuck up and back. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoopee. Look at, look at, no, I, I, I wear it a little bit. I wear it for like heart rate stuff. Um, occasionally, but, um, yeah, let's see. That's usually all I wear it for. Uh, and, and what do you mean heart rate stuff? Is, is it for just motivation, inspiration, or you're, or you're actually like putting together a program? Like, okay, I should stay at 180 for four minutes. Yeah. Then... When I would do like zone two training and stuff, I would, I would like wear it a lot for that. Yeah, it was actually two. like really, it was really cool that when they did it at the games last year and they had rich, it was like his thrusters and it was like his heart rate was like one going, going down as he's doing thrusters. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is, um, I, it is as much as I hate to admit it, it is a guilty pleasure when they put those up there and you see people holding such high heart rates for so long. It's like, it's nuts. It's such a cool piece of equipment. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's it, uh, for the fans of the more metrics and more perspective you can get, the better, even if it's pointless or meaningless. It's like, it's like that, um, like that, uh, that hill that they had at Rogue. Like the more camera angles they could show of it, the better because it's it, it just keeps like letting you add. Because from you, did you watch Rogue? Yeah, yeah. You, and at first it was like, what the fuck is that thing, right? And then as as the days went on, you're like, wow, that thing's pretty badass. Yeah, that thing was so cool. Um, do you have a T-shirt? What do you mean? Like you, like like Scott has a T-shirt, or Dan Bailey has a T-shirt, or Rich has a T-shirt. Like has Bill have Bill and Katie called you and you got a T-shirt? I do not have a t-shirt. <laughs> Does Saxon have one? No. But but Scott has one. Through Rogue? I don't Yeah, think, I don't, doesn't I don't, he? I don't think he has one through Rogue. Oh, they hate him. My bad. I thought they liked him. <laughs> Does he have a can you look, uh, Susa, see if Scott has a t-shirt? If he does, then he didn't send me one. <laughs> How the hell does someone like Chris Spieler have a t-shirt and Saxon doesn't uh, I mean and Scott doesn't have a t-shirt? Spencer, what are your your expectations, hopes, or what are you trying to looking to do at Wadapalooza this year? I mean, when, <laughs> I mean, I think that's, I think that's anybody that's going down or they, they want to win and have fun, have fun while doing it and, um, make memories. Um, I mean, who knows, this might be my last opportunity to be able to compete with, um, 
I mean, obviously not with Saxon, but with all three of us together. So, um, just like embracing every moment down there will be, it's just going to be just memories to, to, to not forget. Is there any element of, um, you know, like you, you wanting to see like outside of, of trying to win of just like checking in where you're at relative to some of these guys heading into the season this year? Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to see like where, like where I am, where, where I'm at, but I mean, I get to do that kind of on the, the daily with Saxon and, um, just with where he took at the games last year. It, I, I mean, I kind of have a, I kind of have an idea. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be more of seeing where I'm at, like from an execution standpoint. And, um, obviously I talked about earlier in the show was like, that was kind of like what kept me from qualifying at West coast. So, um, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And will there be like doing a competition like this? <clears throat> how does, how will it, have, you know, will you have to take a little bit of time off reflect or whatever? Will you just kind of be able to get right back, back into training, prepping for the open? Uh, my plans to kind of get back into training after depending on how I'm feeling, but I, I, I like to constantly stay moving and it's, it's hard for me to sit still where I know Saxon likes to take some time off and, and relax, but I, I, I don't know. I'm just always moving and doing something. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a, you know, one, one size fits all for that. You know, Rich yeah. is similar, I think where after competition, he's, he's not going to spend a week doing nothing. He's going to just start moving again, get the blood flow. Yeah. Especially cause the open's going to be, I think it's a month right after that. So I mean, go back gonna... to, sorry, go back to born primitive. Sorry. Sorry, Spencer. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. A month uh, after that you were saying, Oh, I was just saying that it's a, it's a quick turnaround from Wadapalooza. To be open. At this do you point, wear these shorts, Spencer? Do I? Yeah. Um. He sent me. A, he actually sent me a package of those. I have two pair of them. You like them? I do like them. And I'm kind of a. I'm. I'm like really picky about what I wear. They remind I'm me really of the Lulu picky. shorts a little bit. Yeah, the Lulus are good too. Damn, did I say that out loud? I didn't know you wore shorts, Seven. I do. I wear shorts a lot. I thought you were a pants guy. No, I just wear pants on the podcast. Like the second I, the second I leave, I'll, I'll, I'll get naked. <laughs> uh, Spencer, at this point for you with like where your fitness at and confidence in terms of how far you can make it through the season, is the open something you kind of train through or do you still try to kind of build up each week to have a really good workout on Friday or Saturday whenever you do it? Um, I definitely build up to have um, a good workout. And I mean, with the way the format was last year, it gave you a chance to kind of be a little bit more relaxed. Um, so if that's going to be the, the same format, I mean, it'll be a little bit more relaxed, but like still you, you want to put up the, the best performance you can. And, um, usually I do them on Fridays right after a rest day. So it doesn't, it doesn't interfere too much with, with training, but, um, again, at the end of the days, it's just, it's qualifying for the games and, um, building on any weaknesses. Yep. <clears throat> And my kid, it looks like it's raining here. My kid's skateboarding. Sorry, it may have just gotten canceled. That's the cool thing about your sport. You can still you can still do it in the rain. <laughs> kids can stop being pussies. The thing is, did you ride a skateboard, Spencer? A little bit. Yeah, the bearings get wet in your toast. Are there any sports you do that like you don't do any? Oh, and you never you so you never played football. I, I when I was younger, I did. After our accident, I couldn't take any more hits to the head. Oh right, 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 right. You know, I had a pretty fucked up accident. Really? What happened? Yeah. When I was seven years old, I crashed on my bike and, uh, and, and they, they, they didn't think I would ever be the same. Maybe I'm not the same, 
But basically, I crashed on my bike. My head hit the curb. I had to be taken to the hospital. They had to cut a giant horseshoe in the side of my head, release the pressure off my brain. They kept me unconscious for like two or three days because um, that's what they do when you have serious brain trauma, right? They're, they're trying to let yeah. your body heal and keep you unconscious. And then I was in the hospital for two weeks. And then basically, you know, after that, it was like, hey, this kid like is fragile. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I, yeah. No sports, no nothing. How long was recovery on something like that? You know, probably similar as yours. You go to the doctor every week for a month, then every month for six months, then every yeah. two months for a year, and then every year for five years. And then, you know, you're 15 and they're like, but, but, uh, it, but the real answer is 41 years and counting. Yes. <laughs> but they thought I would, they thought I could be tarted or, uh, that I might not come back. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. 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 And I'm, and I think it rocked. I, I don't think my mom liked that experience. Now I can't imagine being a parent. <laughs> uh, but I, they should have spoiled me for that and made me like, they should have turned me into a princess. Like, did your parents spoil you after that and you got soft? No, it was just, it was yeah. just keeping us safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't spoil me. Um, how are you at the, at, how will you be at the venue at Wadapalooza in regards to um, media, outside media? I'm asking for a friend. What do you mean? Like, so you're there. Can we, can we bug you? Can we contact you? I mean, you don't have to answer, but are you okay if we're like, like I have your phone number now. Can yeah. I text you and be like, Hey, will you jump on, uh, uh, and, and to give us an interview at the event? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And and don't feel obligated if it's like, you're like, no, fuck that. These guys want to ask me about tripping over the bar. I'm not ready to talk about <laughs> Did that you see shit. that last year? <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me. Tell oh me, my tell goodness. Me, tell me. Get it. Get it. Susan. Get it. Where is you it? Gotta, tell us where. Let's get it. It's on flow at least. Okay. I don't know. I freaking, I mean, you probably won't so bad. I had a hole in my shit. (laughs) What happened? Was that at Wadapalooza? Oh, was it Wadapalooza? It was the two part. It was like 12 lives or nine lives or something like that. Um, but it was like, I was like, I was going and I had like a game plan and then I'm like, I was in first place and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I think I can win this one. So like I, I finished it and I jumped over the bar and I tripped over it and then I hit the buzzer and then I was like, all right, I think I'm good. And then like it went into like a second part. And then after the event, like my wrist hurt, like my shin was bleeding. Like you could literally like see the bone in my shin and I just like super glued it shut. But <laughs> did you hear the crowd go? Ooh, Ooh it was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's so embarrassing. Like at least I won the events. Who was the girl at Del Mar one year? Some girl. Was it Maddie Rock? Is there a girl it was Maddie, Maddie Ro- or um, not Rogers, um, Maddie Myers. Maddie Myers. Yes, <laughs> I remember Crypto. that. Oh, that was crazy. Or how about did you? How about the year uh, at the games? Do you remember Ben Smith just fucking like tripping over a cord or something? Yeah, I didn't know it was a cord. I thought well, it was I don't know. I'm making it up. It looked like it. It looked like <laughs> there was a ghost out there that tripped him. <laughs> fucking. Oh my goodness. All right, brother. Well, um, we do you have anything else from Mr. Spencer, uh, Brian? No, I'm I'm super pumped to see him at Wadapalooza. I think it was sixth there last time he competed. You know, he's seventh and really just one one workout execution away from making the games this past year. He's definitely we've been talking, Spencer, a little bit about the fact that there's, you know, maybe like 10 guys in a similar situation to are competing at Wadapalooza that are like just breathing down the necks of making it to the games. And, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking to see where you're at too. I'm pumped to see you out there. 
I appreciate it. Uh, th- uh, there is there is uh, no pressure, but there's a ton of pressure on you. Uh, your brother <laughs> has run out ahead by making it to the games, and I do think that there will be a lot of eyes on you and a fucking ton of expectation. And it will be. I'm not helping. I know, and I and it will be interesting to see how you react to that pressure because the two of you will now be compared. Well, I'm sure you have been compared your entire life and it's easier. I bet for you guys when you're side by side, but now he's put a gap between you and there, there will be eyes on you. Like what yeah. the fuck is Spencer doing? Is he going to get him or not? Is this where they <laughs> separate themselves forever or is Spencer going to um, show up and put, put, put a whooping on? So, yeah. so uh, I, hope, I hope you take that. Well, I mean, it's a chance for you, right? I hope you take that attention and that pressure and you make the most of it. Yeah. Right. Heidi says no pressure, but we'll be comparing both of you. <laughs> Uh, all right man thank you so much for your hour and 40 minutes it was really cool you yeah i appreciate you guys having me on